Hello, Dunder Mifflinites, and welcome back to the Office Salibi Time podcast. Today we are doing episode four of season one called The Alliance. It was aired in April 12th of 2005, and it was directed by Brian Gordon. Now, before we get in here, just a couple of things. The idea of this podcast is to help people find comfort in one of the great television shows of a generation. And for that, we want to make sure everybody is safe, so please no wired headphones. But you can, of course, use uh, you know, a wireless headphones. I personally use my AirPods or a small speaker to play this as you fall asleep. I also recommend using a sleep timer. So in your podcast app of choice, there should be a sleep timer. You'll want to set that for about 20 minutes from now. And that way you can relax. And the relaxation comes in me just simply narrating most of the episode. I'll try to avoid doing many tidbits of information that might be interesting. I love some of the podcasts out there that cover The Office, but I don't like to fall asleep to them because I like to hear the information that is being discussed in the episode. So the idea here is I'll just pretty much narrate the episode as it happens, you can visualize it as you are falling asleep because having the screen on while you sleep is not great for your quality of sleep. So whether you're having trouble sleeping, you have anxiety, or you're just looking <clears throat> or you're just looking or you're just looking or you're just looking for a comforting way to fall asleep, that is what you have here. You can connect on Twitter for some updates and make sure you're subscribed in your podcast app of choice so you always get the new episodes because we got a long road ahead of us. So today, like I said, we're looking at The Alliance and it's written by Michael Shore, who is one of the great writers of this current generation of comedy and he actually plays Moe's on The Office. So there's your information for this episode and we're going to start now and as i've mentioned on the first three episodes of the season there is no intro uh, there's no cold open in the first season so all of the first season you just get right into the theme and the theme is consistent through the show as well with that great intro that you hear and acoustic version of as we get into uh, this podcast and I will play it out as we close as well and there we have the office so we start off with Dwight looking a little bit upset waiting outside of the bathroom and Michael comes out reiterating that he is the assistant to the regional manager and Dwight is very concerned about the downsizing, although in his talking head, he does say, bring it on, and that he pitched downsizing in his interview. Michael here, not really a fan of the downsizing, and he does a Trump joke here. He says he does not get the pleasure of saying you're fired. He wants to say that you're hired. Who knew? Who knew that reference and how it might come around 15 years later? So, Michael 
This hairline still looks light. We got a lot of bobbleheads here on Dwight's desk. And he's wearing that classic, uh, like, beige, dark-colored shirt with a tie. And Dwight is lamenting the fact that he brings his own water to work, so the water cooler, where a lot of the discussion happens in the office, he is not privy to, because he doesn't fill his water bottle up at the water cooler. Stanley and Kevin... Not really pleased with moving the water cooler. Michael here brings Pam into the office and is looking for a way to boost morale by planning a birthday party. And the birthday party uh, is for the next birthday. We get a little drum roll here by Michael. Pam not really happy with what's going on here. But the birthday is ultimately Meredith, because there's no staff birthdays in the month, and next month is Meredith. And it is interesting to watch how the furniture in Michael's office changes in this first season. So the big change comes in season two, obviously when the show knew that they had a little bit better ground and the production set changes, and then from there... There's not much change, but you do notice uh, a lot of things that uh, when you're watching it again without sound, some of the background things, uh, the interaction between characters, the the behavior, and the way that things look is, is always a little bit changed. So Michael doing a bit here with his flip phone, his Motorola flip phone, uh, something about Star Trek. And then here we get our first glimpse at the party planning committee. And we get Phyllis, Pam, Angela in the conference room. We have a Dunder Mifflin book here on the table. Pam wearing a pink blouse. Phyllis in a green cardigan with a pink flower shirt. And Angela in a tan beige uh, like turtleneck in a cardigan. And the discussion here is that uh, colors are whorish, which I wasn't aware of. Michael comes in to call his party planning biatches, and Michael really wants a cake for this party, as most great parties are, but Meredith is allergic to dairy, but Michael says uh, Meredith is not the only one that's going to be at the party. So he throws in uh, his suggestion for a mint chocolate chip ice cream cake. And this is, uh, you know, one of the peep shots through the blinds, through the windows, to Dwight asking Jim if he can form an alliance. And I th believe this is a reference to Survivor. Uh, Survivor was huge at this time. Yeah, I can't believe it's still on TV, really. It's really outlasted. Uh, probably it's welcome, but Jim here, very pleased to have a chance to get back at Dwight a little bit. Because all he does is think about how he can get back at Dwight. 
and Dwight just served it up very easily. So Jim here wearing an Oxford cotton button down and it looks like a dark navy tie, possibly wool. And he's always wearing his, it, it's a Victorian Ox watch. Dwight here with his, looks very much like a Burlington Coat Factory shirt and tie combination. Pam, you can see in her computer in this shot, playing solitaire, and Dwight interrupts them because she, he's concerned that Pam is laughing. And Dwight confronts Jim about the alliance and Pam possibly knowing about it. But Jim covers it up by saying that, you know, Pam notices everything. She knows everything in the office being the secretary and she's a central point of helping helping to inform the alliance. Here's Michael talking about Meredith and the birthday girl. And they, he's already started to collect signatures for the birthday party and reading off the jokes that each of the people wrote in the card and Michael doesn't appreciate condoning corporate fraud yeah Michael has a really similar tie to Dwight here he does have some great ties throughout the seasons but you know I talked about this in a previous episode is the costume designers really nailed that kind of Midwest vibe or, or the appropriate clothing for a Midwest regional paper company, you know, business professional, office professional type of thing here. Jim and Dwight now observing Kevin and Toby eating. And Jim is going to go in to do some recon. Oh, this is a classic scene here. Jim and Dwight are out in the car in the parking lot. And uh, it cuts between... Jim and Dwight in the parking lot, and then Jim talking to Toby and Kevin. Jim playing off the this intrigue of the of the information that he's getting from the discussion while he's really talking about turkey sandwiches and hoagies and things. Dwight here kicks a car, uh, and the alarm goes off. And the joke is that it's Jim's car and he has to turn the alarm off. The way that they're standing outside, Jim looks like it's kind of cold. It's like that is Scranton most of the year. As I would know, coming from the electric city here. Now, Michael's back in his office trying to write a joke. Oh, uh, yes, and this is when Oscar... Need some help with a walkathon for his nephew with cerebral palsy. And he's asking Michael if he can donate. Uh, and there's a sticker on Michael's office in this episode that says, Whistle and I'll fart. And uh, it's never really talked about. Michael doesn't really understand the walkathon thing. He sees that people are donating 
$3, which is per mile. And Michael is throwing in $25 per mile, not understanding the calculation that he's going to to be responsible for. Pam comes over to Jim's desk now, and Pam is playing into all of the intrigue that Dwight would be interested in. Of course, it's all an act, but it's legitimizing the information that Pam has about some of the downsizing and really helping Jim's case that Pam is a good resource for this. And they go off together. I think one of the reasons that young people, well, you know, young people connect with the show in a big way, but also adults, because the dynamics of the inter-office relationship is very applicable in adulthood. But the dynamic between Dwight and Jim, Jim and Pam, and all the inter-office communication, it has a very high school, young, emotional feeling. And so you can connect with it at a level where you're in an office professional setting and there are office politics between those. But some of the glimpses like this one where Pam comes over and is playing into the alliance and they go off together. And, you know, Jim has this very loving and sweet relationship or desire to have the relationship with Pam I think it's a beautiful thing. So, uh, Dwight Dwight is giving Michael information on the jokes that he might be able to write for Meredith. And uh, having his directory is not one of the ways that uh, he can really do this. And this is a good setup here. Now we're in the conference room with Jim and Dwight. And Jim is setting up that he can hide. He needs to be in the warehouse during a possible uh, alliance meeting down in the warehouse. And Dwight talking about hunting with his dad. And Jim now setting Dwight up to hide in a box for most of the day. Classic stuff. And here's Ryan coming in, wearing a party hat. And everybody's ready to surprise Meredith. Oh, there's a woman in the back of the office there I've never noticed before. Hmm. All right, we're back down in the warehouse. Dwight's hiding. They're going to poke holes in the box to breathe. Yeah, there's a woman in the office. That's n I don't remember her from the pilot. She's never there. Huh, after that, look at that. Now singing happy birthday. And Jim, Jim setting up that he's just going to leave Dwight there for a few hours. Dwight is questioning if he can trust Jim. And it's interesting, he's locking him up in a box of bath tissue in a warehouse for paper products, which maybe Dunder Mifflin does big business in toilet paper. It's paper, but people, persons, paper people, 
Dunder Mifflin, the people versus paper people. Everybody eating cake now after singing happy birthday, except Meredith. She's she's just drinking. Well, what we know from later seasons is she's probably not drinking coffee. She's having something alcoholic. That's it's just revealed more over time. I'm not sure how much of the character uh, isn't revealed here early on, but. Jim and Pam very proud that Dwight is now hiding downstairs in the box and uh, Pam goes down to really lay this in it seems like the blouse Pam is wearing is a lighter color than earlier she's wearing a grey cardigan now and Dwight poking extra holes in the box and He's trying to move the box. Oh, he knocked it over. And Pam runs away. Now we're back up in the office. Everybody has their birthday hats on. Michael has a, a yellow one. Ryan has a blue one. Angela has a, a blue one as well. And here, it's where Michael learns that he does uh, he has a, a big donation coming here with a per mile cost and it sets in on Michael understanding his mistake he pulls Oscar into his office quiet and closes the door and asking for it Oscar wearing a it's more of a teal blue party hat Michael still has his yellow one. The way that they change Michael's fit through the seasons, you can tell he gets nicer shirts, better fitting, nicer ties. This whole first season, though, is definitely the lowest budget. I mean, clearly, it was a big bet to bring a show over from the UK to... uh to adapt it for American television. Oh, we now have Dwight cutting himself out of the box in a quite angry way. Oh, and there we get our first shot of Daryl down in the warehouse. His career, Craig, what's his last name? Robinson. His career really excelled as the office was on. And he was in the show uh, quite a bit more as they go. Now everybody hearing the jokes that are in the card. Everybody's still in their birthday hats. And that woman is still behind Meredith. They never see again. She's probably an extra because she never has a line. Now we have Pam in a red hat. We have Angela, Meredith, and Blue Hats. Oscar and Stanley in the same teal blue. And the joke of the card that Michael writes is related to the downsizing, which is ironic because they were trying to avoid downsizing or avoid the 
sadness or concern about the downsizing. So, classic, classic Michael Scott attempt and then uh, thwarted. Nobody really happy with the the way that this has gone, except for Michael. Michael's very proud of his jokes. Uh, this one is, you know, Meredith is so old. How old? She went into an antique store and they kept her. Which is, uh, yeah. He's, he blames the internet. He says he got it off the internet. And now the party is breaking up here. It's amazing that for the first, what, two and a half, almost three seasons, the downsizing is so imminent. And they really lean into it later on once they, you know, merge the branches and everything. But, I mean, it is. But when we talk about relating to the show and the office professional environment, Healthcare Diversity Day, like they nail everything. They nail all of them. And Michael here talking about the charity that he is excited about while he tried to reduce his per mile cost. He wants to, he imagines donating a wing of a hospital, which is noble. But he wants to donate it anonymously. And his attempt at making people feel better is uh, thwarted. But he also didn't realize that the day of the party was Ryan's birthday. Now Jim comes around the front desk here, is very excited about what he did to Dwight. He wanted to send, he got Dwight to go to Stanford and dye his hair to go undercover, but Jim is so excited as he's explaining it. He has his hand on her back, and then uh, his, her fiancé comes in, and it's the first confrontation that you see between Roy and, and Jim, which you know eventually really bubbles up, but Roy not really happy with the situation. And Dwight plays it off perfectly because he can't reveal the alliance. And now Roy is very skeptical of Jim and that relationship. And Dwight, the talking head, is that he does not feel bad about betraying Jim. But him, but Dwight with the blonde hair too good and that's the episode so the alliance works out a little bit definitely gives a nice distraction to Jim through the day, Jim and Pam and the birthday party from Michael was a bust as he tries to cheer people up as they are worried about the downsizing and then you know, you also have the storyline of Michael 
not realizing he is possibly donating a lot of money to a walkathon for cerebral palsy. And Oscar, they get they have their first hug there. That'll obviously come back. I think that's the first episode of season two is uh, when when it all is revealed about Oscar. And that is going to do it for the Alliance. So I hope by now your sleep timers are about going off. You've relaxed. You've enjoyed visualizing this episode with me. And we're going to sign off here to head into the next one, which is the basketball episode. So just two more episodes in season one till we get into when the show really finds its footing in season two. So thank you for listening. Hopefully you are well rested and I will play you out with the acoustic rendition of the classic office tune. Good night.